0: taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th. This program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this 3-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me/growth. That's hbs.me/growth. You are locked on Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible.
1: Oh, my mama! Oh, my mama made it! On it like receiving a Nets pick nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth, you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth, they might do an hour about the D-League So in depth, you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corralis and Jay King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah blah. No more Geno time, we watching Jay do the Zaza. Melly.
0: Hey there, welcome to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making us part of your daily routine. We are here together for the first time in a long time in, that, in, in our what, like our secret back bay studios. It's me, John Corrales, with Jay King, the Rain and Jays, talking about the Celtics. Uh, yesterday, they had this, t- well, you're listening to this on Monday. So Saturday, they had a very tough loss to the Portland Trailblazers. Another game where they gave up a ton of points and they couldn't get a stop when they needed it. So, I don't know, Jay. I think we were just talking about it. They're just not a good defensive team. we got to stop pretending. we just got to call it what it is. They are not a good defensive team.
1: What's, what's funny is they gave up all those points to the Portland Trailblazers who had been seriously struggling, who haven't played well this season. And Brad Stevens was like, this is the best I have felt about our defense in 2 weeks. Like, who cares if we got shredded? Like, they're, they're, we're making progress, guys. So, it it's it's not a good place to be starting from when giving up 127 points qualifies as progress. The Celtics, I mean, they gave up 26 points in the paint like almost right away. They let McCollum go nuts. They fouled a million times in the fourth quarter and overtime. I will say the referees were just—they wanted to call that. They wanted to blow their whistles way too much. Both sides too. It, it was both sides were getting to the line, and some of the more egregious ones, like the smart foul late in regulation, went against the Celtics. But I—I I think it was poorly officiated on both sides. They just call it really tight. Uh, but anyway, the the Celtics defense has just been really bad. It it hasn't been a connected group. And I I think, you know, looking at Evan Turner and his versatility and seeing it in person again with the Blazers, I think they really miss him in the second unit and they miss his size and you know, when you bring in Terry Rozier instead with the second unit, like Rozier, first of all, he's far more inexperienced. And hasn't gotten to the level that Turner has, but Turner is a plus rebounder. Turner can guard one, two, and three, and the Celtics I think have missed that more than his play far more than his playmaking this year. It, when they bring in Rozier, Jalen Brown, and Gerald Green off the bench, it's like every perimeter guy off your bench, with the exception of Marcus Smart, is a minus defender right now. And Rozier has moments where he's really good, and Brown has highlights, but those guys aren't consistent right now. And the starters too, for they they haven't played well either. Like the starting lineup is is what's most perplexing, because they have four plus defenders: Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Amir Johnson, Al Horford. Those guys should all be plus defenders. They're all supposed to be all NBA caliber guys, and. They've gotten shredded too over the last month. That group has been pouring, like just absolutely porous defensively. So it's been bad. It's been bad. And they got away with it for a long time because their offense has been great. But the last couple games we've seen what happens when they don't have that fourth quarter magic or they have some of that fourth quarter magic but not enough to hold off teams – that are scoring at will against their defense. Yeah, they have...
0: It's so weird that they they added Horford. They got rid of Sullinger. Basically, the only move they made. And all of a sudden, the offense is off the charts and the defense has just gone down the toilet. Which, you know how does that happen it's not sullinger none the the defense itself isn't all sullinger's fault the offense isn't all sullinger's fault although you know i can see it a little more on the offense where you say okay he couldn't pop like like horford does he's not the threat from 3 that horford is but it's not like horford's been shooting lights out he's having the worst shooting season of his career so it's i it's hard to kind of fathom Except to say that I, I still think that some of these guys, when your offense takes steps forward, your defense tends to take a step back. That just I think is how it goes, with very few exceptions. That guys like, you know, Kawhi Leonard, those those exceptional two way players, those guys can do it because they're freaks of nature. But at some point, if you're focusing so much on your offense, then your defense tends to slip. I don't know. It's so hard to to really explain. I watched Marcus Smart try to slide and keep his feet in front of uh I think it was guarding Lillard and he just it just didn't happen. He got blown by. And Lillard is good enough to blow by people, but we're getting a lot of blowbys and a lot of what we're also getting and I think this is really at the heart of this. There were a lot of backdoor cuts. There's a lot of secondary stuff that's not happening guys don't seem like they're on the same page. You know, like like you wrote, I read your thing on Mass Live where Marcus Smart saw a guard to guard pick coming and he pointed out a switch, but by that time Lillard, Lillard had already slipped the screen. But on top of that, you have Horford in the lane and you have Crowder sitting there and Evan Turner was out in the corner who, you know, Evan Turner is not really a threat from 3. Both of those guys were late coming over. So instead of stopping him, they fouled him and he got the and one. So there's a lot of communication. There's a lot of that. It's not just the initial point of uh, attack. It's a lot of that other stuff that they're just not communicating well. And it's hard to understand how a team that was so good last year can be so bad at some of this stuff.
1: Yeah, and it really is perplexing. and. It's gotten past the point of trouble. And, and you think back to there There have been a, a lot of games they've lost because of defensive lapses, defensive miscommunication. In the final minute when you should be completely locked in no matter what, when you should be fully in tune with the scouting report, everything else, when all your senses are going. Like remember the Spurs game when Patty Mills got left wide open in the corner. And then there were a few plays against the Blazers. I, I didn't write about another one. There was one when Amir Johnson, like he thought it was going to be a dribble handoff for Damian Lillard, and he shifted it toward Lillard, got beat by Aminu, and there was nobody to help. Horford was late on the rotation. Aminu finished an and one, so, or maybe he just got fouled. I don't even remember <laughs> all these damn defensive mistakes <laughs> blend together, but but it, it was another case of okay, you make one mistake you can make up for that mistake by rotating and helping and lifting up your teammates but for the Celtics it hasn't happened enough they just haven't been good defensively but let's let's get past the defense let, let, let's first talk about Evan Turner's return and then we're going to get to some Twitter questions because you guys had some good ones today anybody who wants to send us twitter questions or Twitter reactions to what we say. Twitter reactions to games. Use the hashtag #RaininJays. No G in #Rainin because we're cool like that. Um, but yeah, Evan Turner's return. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think the the Celtics media has ever appreciated someone like Evan Turner. I mean, he gave like a six minute interview, and he gave like seven gems. He blamed the Portland weather on himself. Like yeah, I I came to Boston and it snowed 128 inches, and then I went to Portland and it's snowing there now too. I, I, I had to look at myself. I mean, he's just a nutcase. When uh, <laughs> I saw I saw him on the court, and he looked at my hair. My hair is getting long, and and yesterday it was a little unkempt, and he said he said to me, "Man, what's going on with that hair?" He said. I would braid that shit. I'd have it looking real sexy. So Evan Turner, shout out to Evan Turner, media god. Evan Turner, the media god.
0: That's so great. Uh, your hair is kind of a mess. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a jealous bald podcaster. It's I, am, uh, I couldn't tell yesterday who had better hair, you or uh, Gerald Green, who had some sort of crazy kind of afro puff thing going on top of his head but uh yeah so these are the type of things that come up when evan turner is around and uh yeah so let's get into these rain and jay's questions uh okay why don't we start off with this one we're just going to start right off with the weird one sam sheehan would you rather have five isaiah thomas size lebron's or one lebron sized isaiah thomas uh let's i feel like isaiah thomas sized lebrons are just isaiah thomas because at that size even lebron couldn't defend so all of the knocks that Le, that that isaiah gets are right, well, he would get too i mean you basically you squish lebron down into a little 59 package and you get isaiah thomas and so uh, I guess I would rather have uh I think I'd rather have the LeBron size I say it Thomas. <laughs> we'll just go with that.
1: I don't think this is even a, a question, right? Like LeBron James, if he was five foot nine and still not a great shooter, like he does so many things and obviously i I think at at five foot nine or whatever, if he was point guard size. He would still be able to be in the NBA, and because he's so smart and he does so many things, and he's so athletic. But if you make <laughs> Isaiah Thomas with all his skills, LeBron James size, what would he do? He's second in the league in scoring right now at twenty nine points per game. He might average forty if he were six foot eight. And granted, that's that's saying he can still keep all of his skills and have all the finishing and the shot making and all that, but. There's nobody who can stop him at 5 foot 9. Never mind 6 foot 8 and 260. It would be it would be really fun to see a LeBron size Isaiah Thomas plus in the NBA. If you can take that one superstar the Celtics know this well. If you can take that one superstar over 5 good players, you take the one superstar because that's a franchise changer. So LeBron size Isaiah Thomas, I want to see it. I want to see it. Maybe maybe we'll get that one day. Who would be – has anyone ever come close to a LeBron size? I mean, LeBron is probably the – at least one of the f- best players at his size of all time. So I don't think no. <laughs> no. The answer is no. We have never seen anything close to a LeBron James-sized Isaiah Thomas.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, so let's <laughs> – uh, everybody wants to do trade stuff. So let's get into Todd Robinson. Would you trade a Brooklyn pick for Jabari Parker? Which Brooklyn pick, I guess? Okay. I guess the question is, what else do you trade? Because do you do one of the Brooklyn picks, and you got to get some salary to match, so... What do you send over for Jabari Parker? Assuming that he's available, assuming that this locker room stuff that got him benched through his team is, let's pretend that that's something that is the beginning of the end for Jabari Parker. And so we are sitting here saying, we've got a LeBron, LeBron. we've got a Brooklyn pick and a player. Are we comfortable having Jay Crowder, Jalen Brown, and Jabari Parker all on the same team and just have like super wing depth and you just maybe play Crowder a lot more at the four? Or does one of those guys have to go and you just go with a much better scorer at that point in Parker? I think one of the Brooklyn picks, let's say the 18 pick, and a player, but I don't know. what's, What's his value? What's his worth?
1: Okay, so let let's backtrack a little bit. I'm going to explain the Jabari Parker situation and why questions about him are coming up. So, <laughs> this is a weird story. So, apparently Jabari Parker the the Bucks had a team meeting and players only meeting and Jabari Parker told the media that he spoke up in this meeting and players didn't like what he said. And that I think that was all he said. <laughs> Apparently the bucks have a, a rule where you cannot share team stuff with the media. and so the players voted to bench Parker and bring him off the bench, which is absurd to me like it's such a small thing. Like just sit him down, have a chat with him, tell him tell him why it's a big deal. Tell him why it matters. And move forward from it (laughs) to bench one of your best players because he shared a harmless quote with the media is outrageous, first of all. Second of all, there is a huge irony in the fact that the news that Jabari Parker was benched for this, for leaking stuff to the media, was leaked to the media. (laughs) Like, Come on, Bucks. (laughs) You're, You're outrageous right now. But... Jabari Parker, I'm, I'm a big Jabari Parker guy. I think he's a dynamite scorer. I think he is a mismatch, just mismatch city. Like, he's 6'8", strong, athletic as hell. He's developed into a good shooter. I just don't see why the Bucks would ever move him because he's already averaging 20 points a game. There were questions, can he fit with Giannis if neither of them can shoot? Well, Jabari Parker's hitting 40% of his three-pointers now. Like, he's calmed all those questions I don't see that trade happening. If I'm the Celtics, I'd be very interested in Jabari Parker. He's a young guy, already proven himself as a scorer, and he's got size, he's a wing, he can play 4. He's not not a great defender, but shit, he would fit right in. <laughs> so, so I, I I'm a big Jabari Parker guy. I just don't see a trade happening. I don't think as as much as dramatic as the Bucks have made this stupid little incident. I don't think it's enough for them to consider trading one of the pieces of their star young duo in addition to Giannis. I mean, they have Chris Middleton coming back. The Bucks are a team to be reckoned with, I think, in the Eastern Conference this year. They're struggling right now, but that team is kind of dangerous. Giannis is a stud. Jabari, stud. Chris Middleton, hopefully he'll come back healthy. He's a stud, too. So, I don't see them trading Jabari. Not gonna happen. Sorry, Celtics fans. Okay. <laughs> we got another question from William Ingle at Willpower 413. Shout out to the 413. I assume that's the area code for Western Mass. Shout out. Long Meadow baby. <laughs> if if this, this is a weird question. If the Celtics were on the bachelor, who wins? sneaky, sneaky think it's Rozier. I mean, first of all, this is, this is a strange question. Second of all, I've never seen an episode of The Bachelor. That's, that's not me saying, like, I'm a tough guy. I would like I would watch The Bachelor. I just don't have time to watch The Bachelor, man. I'm watching hoops. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going with Al Horford. And, and granted, Al Horford is married, and it would never happen. But Al Horford has a former Miss Universe wife. Al Horford has the biggest contract by far on the Celtics. Al Horford, there's nothing really wrong with Al Horford, (laughs) except maybe his rebounding. So I'm going with Al Horford on this one. Maybe Rozier Rozier sneaks in like like Will, Will thinks he will, but... I I think Horford's the guy to beat if the Celtics have a bachelor.
0: Uh, Hard to argue with that. You see that extreme close-up on the improper Bostonian. He's a fine-looking young man. Great skin. Jeez, I mean, this guy's got it all. Yeah, uh, Al Horford would probably be the guy to beat, but you know what? I'd never bet against Isaiah Thomas winning some sort of competition like that. Somehow he would either sabotage one of those other guys. He'd find a way to get into that last whatever thing. And I think I think uh I'm gonna go with Isaiah just somehow coming out and and being uh I don't know, just finding a way to to, to beat the rest of the competition. I don't think Rozier's got it. I know it's it's he's got like kind of that sneaky game. I think he's just too worried about throwing money at strippers. So I'm gonna <laughs> and Snapchatting it. So I, uh, I'll, I'll, go with, uh, I'll go with Isaiah as a, a dark horse pick there. Uh, okay, let's, let's move on. A couple of questions regarding signing guys. Everybody wants to go with the rebounding. The rebounding sucks. Jay just looked up the numbers. What are you, 30th in defensive rebounding, dead last in defensive rebounding percentage. So a couple of these questions. Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Savings them regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. store or jcp.com for details. Todd Robinson asks, do you think it's a good idea to go after Tyson Chandler? They could really use his rebounding. Chris O'Brien, do one of either the clinic or the Swedish Larry Bird have to go to make room for a rebounder? So let's just combine those into one answer. I don't think you go after Tyson Chandler. You're not going to trade. Danny Ainge is not going to trade anybody for Chandler. Chandler's locked up. He's got—I uh, forget what his contract is—but he's making a, a fair amount of money. He's 34 years old. He's—he he does rebound, but what else doesn't he do? So I—I I think that you—you you don't just add a guy like that for uh, just just to address one issue. You're going to end up creating a lot of other issues. You also give up assets that could be used to make another trade, and that gets to the Alinic and. Uh, Jarebko thing. Jarebko is part of the expiring contract pack with um, who else? It's uh, Amir Johnson and Tyler Zeller. Thank you. And so those guys are the big package of outgoing salary that could be uh, either clear space or match salaries in a trade. If you if you use those guys for a trade for like Tyson Chandler now you've completely committed. There's no other free agent you're going to get because you no longer have the ability to get the cap space, and that's just nothing that Danny Ainge is going to do. So, no, you don't do that. Uh, again, Jarebko is gone. I think Jarebko is gone no matter what. For uh, there's there's probably like a ten percent chance that Jarebko survives uh, after this season and comes back to Boston, and then. Olenek, I think Linux becomes a great question, and I think if Alinic is going to stay, it's going to be because the... You know If you're going to open up a beer, just put it right in the microphone and just crack that sucker. There you go. That's how we do it. Uh, it's the benefits of being in Jay's kitchen. So Linux, I think, sticks around if the Celtics make a mid-season trade because then they if, if he does survive that trade, then they will have used that cap space to bring in a guy whoever that guy might be and then you can start using bird rights to bring him back and sign him and all of that stuff. So if, if there's no midseason trade, then I have real doubts that Linux is going to be back because they'll they'll use they'll, they could just renounce him and create even more cap space to go after a, a big max free agent So it's either a trade. Maybe if they decide that they're not going to get a max free agent and they just run it back with these guys, then maybe Olenek sticks around. But I think both of those guys are gone either way.
1: Yeah. Olenek, as you said, I think his future all depends on whether they can chase the free agent that they want. And and they'll go after the top guys. And Olenek's a restricted free agent, so he's kind of at the Celtics' mercy to an extent. So, Jarebko, I would suspect he's gone. Look, the Celtics, they have Ante Zizic, who looks ready as a rebounder, and they have Gershon Yabusolev. So, I, I apparently, I apparently butcher his name every single time I say it. One of the Celtics PR guys came up to me at the game Saturday, and he gave me a tutorial on how to say it. And he, he, I repeated it like four or five times. I was great when I was in his presence, and then I lost it, man. I, I still can't say it, but yeah, I like the Celtics front court could look drastically different next year. And I apologize for my voice. I'm I've been fighting off sickness for like four or five days. I got the sore throat. I got the whole thing. So it's probably good that that John and I are on our second Bud Light. I'm re, I'm really helping out. <laughs> Really helping out my sickness. Really, really nursing myself back to health with these Bud Lights. Um, but, yeah, like like Amir Johnson, he's a free agent. Tyler Zeller, Kelly Linick, Jonas Derepko, that's four out of five big men. With the exception of Jordan Mickey, who hardly plays a role at all. So, it's just, it's going to be maybe completely different almost. And... Maybe not. Who, who knows? Like, it's just the front court situation is completely fluid. A lot of variables there. It, you could look back next year and it's like a lot younger, different feel, more rebounding, less shooting. Who knows? I, I'm not sure what they'll do there. Tyson Chandler thing, he's old. He's 34. Yes, he's putting up huge rebounding numbers right now. Yes, he's a tall dude who can dunk but his contract i've we've gone over this a million times on the podcast the celtics do not want to take on extra money for guys who do not push them to the next level they do not want to take on his 13 million over the next i think 2 or 3 years they don't want that money they want to have the flexibility to chase stars and they certainly don't want to take on that salary for a guy tyson chandler who is 34 and could drop off at any point over the next two or three years. So out on Tyson Chandler, I see all of you guys tweeting at me all the time about Tyson Chandler. I don't really know why or where these things get originated, but Tyson Chandler has become one of the big, big like Celtics Twitter targets. And I just don't see it happening. Do we have any more questions, man? We, we, we got one more. We got one more.
0: Yeah, we got the question about my sign at the Women's March. It's from at, uh, NL Graham one what sign did John make and hold for yesterday's Women's March? As Jay said when he, when he saw this, he goes, well, people know you. Uh, I did not attend the Women's March, although I was very happy to see it. If I did attend, I would make a sign. I would have made a sign that said uh, Doris Burke for president that would be my that would be my sign. So, uh that's that's about it. Uh what else? We're uh, I think we're about done here. We're not going to we're not going to tax Jay's vocal cords. He needs to save those. <coughs> as he coughs in the background. <laughs> Why don't we wrap it up there? Thanks for the questions. Uh thanks for subscribing if you are a subscriber. Uh, if you are not a subscriber, search for Locked On Celtics, or you found us here somehow. So, however you found us, just there's got to be a subscribe button on your app somewhere. Just do that, and you get the show every day. We're here five days a week, every day, Monday through Friday. It's me, it's Jay, it's Sam Packard, uh, it's me and me and Sam usually post game, and then Jay. Jay's brought in some great guests. So if you want, to, if you missed the uh, Kevin O'Connor draft show. Go back if you download that. That's that's a much better show than this one. though well, this one's pretty good, but that uh, that show was pretty good too. Uh, thank you for for listening and uh, check out the rest of the network, Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy, all of our Locked On uh, brother shows, uh, the Locked On Wizards. Check them out as we go on and and ready to face Washington on Tuesday. So, yeah. All right. That's the show. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Celtics Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Yeah, J. King and Dakar.